All right, welcome to episode six of the Six Point Weekend Podcast. How awesome is this? We have our whole crew here today for the first time ever. Hooray! Yeah! We did it. Um, so let's dive in, shall we? If if we like really want to, uh, it was a frustrating game. Uh, we lost three one of the Rowdies home opener St. Patrick's Day. Um, everybody came in with high hopes, right? Like yeah. as realistic high realistic. hopes, realistic high hopes. Um, but uh, was it was good at the beginning? I think like the, I don't know, just like the whole tailgate was awesome, and the whole experience. We got a whole new lot. We got like a, maybe thirty new memberships that same day. It was awesome. Um, walked in the stands was great, and then. Um, and and then they scored their first goal, and then we all we all just kind of like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's 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 season again. It's season again, yeah. Like you know, like you know, it is what it is. Um, so what I what I wrote down is like I know we all went into the season with high hopes and excitement, but I think everybody was like at the end of the game, everybody was ready to have like the torches and pitchforks. <laughs> like <laughs> it's been ninety minutes of a professional game that counts. Yes, preseason was kind of like we were what we were undefeated, quote unquote, undefeated in preseason. But of course, we said before that means nothing. Um, we have to reset our expectations. Yes, just a tad. Would y'all agree? Yeah, I agree. That's well, that depends fair. on how well, high our expectations really were to, to begin, begin with. with. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I, yeah, I know some some expect some folks' expectations were a bit higher than others, and. At, those are called unrealistic expectations. Un- yes, they are. Yes, they are. And you, you know, you look at the makeup of this squad at this point. There's a lot of new players. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of older players. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you have some veterans in there. You also didn't have your your primary center back. Right. Yeah. Uh, Connor was out injured. Connor was, was Connor. out. Connor Tobin was out injured in this game, so you had to move Michael Harrington. Uh, who plays left? Who plays left back? Yeah. You had to move. You moved him to center back, and then you had. Was it Pebo Dewey yep. at left back? On the left, as yep. a result, mm-hmm. defensively they were just not very strong. I mean, the the it just felt like they were not doing a good enough job closing down the Tampa Bay players, and they were giving them room to to shoot. And you look at both of their goals from open play, right? And Tampa Bay seemed to have all day to shoot the ball. Yeah. And you know you you can't let any team have that, much less a team that can actually make those shots. I I, I and I, that's a good way of putting it too, because because I think we were talking before we came on that Tampa Bay is really good. Like yes. it's it's cool to and and actually somebody asked us kind of like one of the questions what we'll get to is like isn't it great to have the hard teams right in the beginning get them out of the way? I'm like well, yeah, in a way I guess. I'd rather have this hard team when we're peaking in the middle of our season at home, but uh, you know, to each their own. But they are a good team. They made it to the semis last year, I think, in the Eastern Conference. First year in the USL, like they're good. They have former Premier League players. They have Bundesliga players. They have Nassau Best Eleven players. They, you know, they're stacked. Uh, and they've had well over a year to get adjusted to the new league. To get, uh, you know, they've had at least a few weeks head start on training as we did. So they all know each other very well. Every Rowdies fan would tell you exactly what the lineup was going to be, but we could not say that going into this game. We have no idea. (laughs) I don't think we still know. No, and that's true. We still don't. There's a lot of, there's still a lot of potential 
turnover from right. from one game to the next until we figure out our best 11. That's why I'm not going to pull up torches and pitchforks until we have a solidified starting 11 where we can go definitively week to week this is going to be our this is our this is our 11 and it's it's more not predictable but more expected a more expected starting. We even said in previous episodes that we thought it was going to be a 4141. It yeah, I don't think it was. It was a four-five-one. Yeah, I mean, with with this club, the one thing you can usually expect is that there will more than likely just be the one striker at the top. Yeah, that's the one that. thing that you can oh, bet yeah. on. We knew that, <laughs> we, and we got that. Um, and Lomas started because, by all accounts, he's been there longer than Daniel Rios has been, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's just down to that, really. Um, which, again, if somebody's going to knock Carlin Clark, you can't knock him for that. Like. Daniel Rios has only been here two weeks, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. maybe less than. He was there at the Dale, Ales for Dead Whales event, but he may have been here a few days before that. <laughs> so you got to go with the guy that's been there longer. Makes sense. And But he did get subbed on, and I liked what I saw from Rios mm-hmm. when he did come on. He came on earlier than most strikers usually come on for yes. us. So there like is maybe, that. what, 70? It was in the No, it was before the 70th. 65th? Was the 60th. Which, yeah, 60th Run minute. Which, yeah. Was, which was kind of a surprise for me because yeah. usually Colin Clark waits until after the 80th minute yeah. to make yeah. his substitution. But no one's going to talk about that. I'm just saying, like, I mean, he's <laughs> he's making he's making choices based off of the, the score line. And at that point, it was only 2-1. Yeah, yeah. we I, I don't think that we could really see that third goal for a while. I think we were starting to show a little bit more pressing at that point. Yeah. So it, it made sense to change up the attack a little bit, I think. Yeah. So I looked at um I looked at the USL website. I don't know how good their stat uh tracking is, but based off of what I saw, Tampa Bay had three shots on target. They all went in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we had far more. Cody Mizell is just a damn good keeper. He was a former Charlotte Independence keeper. We gave him some stick for that. But Homeboy is good. Homeboy's good. Homeboy's yeah. good. Like they Matt Pickens left to go from Tampa to Nashville. Yeah. And then they just picked up Cody Mizell who used to play for them and everyone was just like, "Cool, like for like." Better in a way. Yeah. Younger, a little bit taller, more nimble. Um like once when they picked him up, I was like, "Ooh, Tampa's going to be hard. Tampa's going to be hard to score against." Cuz we got some what we had like three shots that hit the post you know again like people are gonna cry and complain about this game it's like i kind of went how i might have expected it to go like i hate to be so pessimistic but i mean you know if I, i say like this game is a whole lot of what ifs what if one of those shots didn't hit the post and went in you know uh what if the penalty that was a bullshit penalty. Ruled outside the box. It, yeah, like legitimately, not even like a little bit. Some from from my vantage point, right behind the goal when it happened, like he went down. And I was like, nope, not a penalty. I like I and I can call a penalty. I will be. I'm not a homer. I'm not going to say it's never a penalty against us. I know when it is. That it, was not a penalty. It was a dive. It was a dive. It was a dive. It was very, outside the box. It was a dive. And and it's part of the game. And made the most of it. It's part of the game. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's like we can't put players in position to do that, but at the same time, uh, that's a wily veteran move. Yeah. Um, you know, someone, someone on Twitter was like, "Well, that's just him for you. That's that's Fernandez for you. Like he just he he just gets penalties and scores. You know, like that's 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 who he is." I want to chime in real quick about um, 
expectations to quote um, good homie Ryan Jernigan for the yeah. offseason is dark and full of terrors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this offseason was definitely full of turmoil, and a lot of us were saying, okay, well, um, well we're going to announce some more players, and eventually we got them all right before um, our, in. Yep, right before our match with the Rowdies. And honestly, going into this season, my expectations were this. Uh, beat Charlotte three times, Please. and everything else is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd say that's a fair expectation. Yeah. Uh, I even said, um, you know, like, there's so much talent on this team, but there's so many question marks on this team. I wouldn't be shocked if we finished ninth just outside the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I you can know, see that. Like, and I think everybody needs to understand that, like, it's going to take some time for this team to gel. Uh, Austin, after on Twitter, said they said something that was perfect. It's like, it sucks to lose, but we did we we did a lot of good things. We saw a lot of good things out there. We will get better. Like I firmly believe that. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say that this first performance was a wash necessarily. I think it's just again like they haven't had time to adjust together. Yeah. Or in this new league, and again, got to give cre- credit to uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Really good side. Like really good. I I if we had drawn, and that's what I was hoping for, that would have been great. But. Could we have won and we would have been happy? Sure, but I mean, to lose to a good team with only so much time to prepare with new team, new league, all that stuff, it's like not hugely surprising, I'd say. All right, so let's think about real quick the starting lineup. Who was new this time last year? Lomas is new. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Footy Danso is new. Footy Danso is new and old. But before I forget, um, it was a bullshit penalty call against us, but uh, I think it was kind of made up for the lack of the handball on the box call on Footy. Like it clearly hit his arm. Maybe he was trying to get out of the way, but that ref easily could have called another penalty. But I don't think he wanted to call two in one half no yeah so close to each other so we kind of got away with one it wasn't in the highlights but i remember it clearly went off of his arm slash elbow and i kind of went ooh, (laughs) we got one because i even think he put the whistle in his mouth and then and then just carried on yeah so we got away with one there it could have easily been for one um but yeah footy's new uh let's see uh, Graham Smith is new. Becker's new. Douay is new. Harrington's so okay. Our entire back line, except for DJ Taylor, and our front, and our entire front, except for Deleuze and Miller, and Fortune, mm-hmm. are all new. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know who was on the who's on the subs. Who are the subs? Uh, you got Canciora, Steele, Luxbacher, Fernandez, Rios, Guerrero, and Guillen, who are all mostly new. All new, <laughs> except for except for Canizora. Yeah. yeah. Um, who wasn't quite fit enough to play in this game. Um, So we're talking five players out of a possible 18 named Mm -hmm. that played last year. Give it some time, (laughs) y'all. Give it some time. I don't want to hear this Clark out stuff. It's way, way too early for that. Right. The problem with that is that the schedule is not giving us a whole lot of time. No, it's not. It's true because (laughs) we've got Louisville. We are at Louisville next, and Louisville. They're tough. They are. They are one of the. They were the champions of 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 this league last year, so they're very strong. Um, We got uh, Richmond after that at Richmond, who's who's actually a a a sneaky good team Mm -hmm. because they have Schreiber, who used to play for us. Mm 
Um, Neil Holvati, who who was part of the front office, used to kind of I think he used to play first, didn't he? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's there now. Fit. Uh, they got Dane Kelly from yes. uh, where he used to play Reno. Then DC United picked him up, and then he got loaned back out to Richmond. <laughs> he just can't catch a break. No. That poor guy. Is, is Neil Lavity going to use the same strategy of getting Connor Tobin as drunk as possible <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> before the game? Hey, you know what? Didn't I didn't I read somewhere that like uh, uh, Olympians train? Without sports drinks, they use uh, beer. like they use non-alcoholic beer. Yes, yeah, to because it, it actually performs better. Yes, maybe there's something to that. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm so athletically cut. Uh, and another thing to note that kind of makes it hard. Speaking of schedule, is that mm. I think it's like what five of the next six games are road games. Yep, sucks. Yep. No, yep. no. If there's something, I, if there's something we can kind of like uh, be thankful for, is that I don't think we're ever going to have that tough a, ro- a schedule. St- like bunch i mean that's that's terrible now there is an international break early on in that mm-hmm. well and and also we're not going quite the distances we would have last season to true. like puerto rico and true i san think francisco i think we're that. yeah I, right. see, I see a Canada trip, right? But then so the rest that, of it's pretty close. The Canada trip is actually the tail end of that, and that's what's going to make this opening series so tough for us because it's April fourteenth at Charlotte. Tough enough as it is with a rivalry game. Right. Then we go north of the border on the 18th on that Wednesday to Toronto, and then we make a short trip west to Ottawa three days later. So Saturday, Damn. April, Saturday, yeah. Toronto and Ottawa, and we have not played well north of the border. No, no we have no. not. But if there's, if there's again, if there's anything we can kind of just, we can wipe this league clean with this team. No, I mean, brand like, new league. Brand new league, brand new, brand new players, brand new team. I mean, we, we can't. We're not we're not the Roadhawks. Like we we are a totally new team. Like I, at this point, all bets are off. I have no idea what's going to happen. No. And let's be fair, a a trip to Toronto for us might not be so terrible. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, I, uh, we're let's gonna hope knock we don't on wood here, of course. Yeah. But uh, Toronto FC two, I believe, finished dead last. Dead last in the league. Wooden and they're spoon ki- winners. They're kind of the laughing stock of USL, at least in the Eastern Conference. Because, like, you might think, oh, well, Toronto FC won the MLS Cup. You'd think they might be pretty good. No. no Quite the, the opposite. Team... That's the thing about the MLS2 teams. It's like they can be a stark contrast yep. to their partners. Because, like, if you think about it, all the good players are, are not, picked up. not going to be on that team. Right. <laughs> and know. a lot of them are going to be focused on the development of the players. They're not going to focus as much on uh, actually winning a league that yep. is not their primary focus. You yep. know, Toronto's primary focus is MLS. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't blame them for that. That's that's what they have, you know, but they belong in USL D3. That's all I'll say about that. In the uh, Development League? In the Development League? The PDL? <laughs> Might as well go to the PDL, you know? If we're talking development, that's a PDL. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, one thing I did want to say is um, our, our new guy, Graham Smith, I thought looked tremendous. So shout out to Graham Smith. Um, he looked really, really solid for a guy who never played a professional game in his life. You'd never know it just by looking at, he was very controlled on the ball. He was getting stuck into a couple tackles. Um, I was really impressed with like his composure and it's, he showed what all the players had kind of alluded to, you know, talking to them one-on-one, you know, like watch out for this guy. He's like, he's got a lot of passion. He's eager to learn, you know, Clark obviously liked him what he saw in, in training to give him a start. 
Right? He did start, right? I'm, I'm not making that up. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he did start. So, like, when I saw him on the team sheet, I was like, makes sense. Based off what I've heard, sound, he sounds like a really solid player. I mean, is he going to score goals? I mean, he I don't think he scored too much at, UC, at USF, but he's not there to score goals necessarily. I mean, Becker's there to score goals. Yeah. Uh, Deleuze and Miller are there to score goals, but um, and obviously our striker, uh, they're there to score goals. But, you know, he helps – he he was kind of a dog in the midfield. I really liked what he what I saw from him. And um, we were also talking. I really hope we keep Miller on the wing. DJ Taylor's right back. They seem to work really well with the passing back and forth. It seemed, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It seemed like a lot of advancement down uh, down the field was coming from the right. I, I would agree with that. Like a few a few was coming from the left, and but that was mostly like uh, it was kind of more. Miller was kind of flying solo on the right, and Deleuze and, and Douay were kind of, um, uh, what do you I guess you want to call Pivo was kind of doing a wingback situation mm-hmm. where he was kind of supplementing with Deleuze to kind of pull the def- defense further apart. Um, but yeah, I really, I really, I really liked, you know, the, the crosses were, you know, they were speculative sometimes, and sometimes they were just, they they were nailed on, and again, Cody Mizell just. Damn good keeper. He, yeah. you know, he's he. I mean, we we gave him shit, but he's good. So I think he, I think statistically last year, um, so I said I don't remember which point in the season it was, but we were producing a lot from our wings. So that's one thing that we've been able to do. It's do well. It's been that bombing down the wings, yeah, and creating chances. Yeah. Uh, um. I I like the speed we have on the wing, especially on the right. Um, and I, you know, again, I'll actually give a shout out to people do He did a really good job, you know, given the situation. Um, I don't know how long ago they knew they would be starting. I don't know if it was the day of or the night before. Um, but he, he looked very composed. Um, I think if Connor's healthy, um, and he's healthy soon, I think footy footy looked good. Um, as good as footy could be given that, I don't know. Again, I don't know how long he's been here. No. But if you told me he's been here a couple of weeks, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about that situation. I give him another week of training. Uh, Connor gets healthy. I think that's going to be a solid, solid partnership. In fact, I think that um, if we're, if we're, you know, I'd love to see into the future mid season. I think Connor and footy can be a better pairing than what we had last year. I mean, I could be way wrong on that, but I hope I'm not. Um, any other thing you guys wanted to say about, about this game? It was a little frustrating, but I, but like like Austin said, I mean, I did see a lot of positives coming out, just not not the result that we wanted. No, and again, like it wasn't like a blowout, and it wasn't a a poor a truly poor performance. All right, yeah. I think it was more going up against a good side adjusting to ourselves and the start of a new season. I think even the USL like uh, recap uh, earlier today even kind of alluded to the scoreline didn't quite reflect what was happening on the field. You take away the penalty, you take away the last minute kind of, I hate to call it a throwaway goal because it was class. I mean, Jeff Blake, or I think it's Jeff Blake, mm-hmm. he did score a pretty damn good goal. It's up for goal of the week. Um, on USL's website, like if that doesn't go in, it's two one, and we're kind of licking our wounds, but we're feeling a lot better about it. Um, because then we're just going, well, if it wasn't for that bullshit penalty, it would have been one one. And what sucks too is that 
we scored the equalizer, and then maybe five minutes later, we got the penalty. Yeah. Uh, it's that that I think was probably the most frustrating thing about the whole day, because I felt like we had momentum on our side. Um, we were making good things happen uh, from the middle. Kyle Becker looked good. Um, Lomas looked a little. I'm not going to say lost. I just think Lomas didn't have a lot of service. He didn't really have a lot of help. Um, he did have a goal called for offside. Um, but I, I thought Rios looked a good bit better. I, I think out of the two strikers, I think Rios had the one better opportunity where um, I think it was he was basically not quite one-on-one with the goalie, but he kind of shot it directly into him, kind of low and directly into him, and he and he saved it, kind of spilled it out wide. But um, I, I I liked I would like to see more out of Rios. Um, I hope he starts soon. Uh, and I was I, I saw this before I came over, but uh, looking at it again, so for the standings for the two divisions, um, the Eastern Conference actually had kind of the roughest one. Only six teams won. Mm. No draws. No draws. Yeah. For, for the teams. Right. I'm not looking at the results. And it was Bethlehem, Matthews, Tampa Bay, <laughs> Louisville, Red Bull, and Cincinnati. Right. But everyone else didn't didn't win at all. It's more, more than two thirds didn't even win or, or didn't play. Right. Yeah. And then with yeah, that's true as well. And then with the Western Conference standings, um, six one, four drew, and then the rest zero yeah. so so i mean looking at who won in the first standings for our conference i'm not surprised seeing like louisville and cincinnati up there and and rowdies so yeah. i mean a rough start maybe because of fixture selection who knows but yeah you know i'm not i don't see anything from our result or from the really the league results that makes me already pessimistic no there's a lot of games left to play uh, for sure and there's no break like there was in NASL, is there? Not, nope. not, not like not manufactured like right, right. NASL. There might be a break or two somewhere in there, but but I, it's a full season. Yeah, it's right. a full season. Are you talking about a league structure? That's actually one of the things I've been most excited about this year. Just having so many like many new teams that you're going to be going up against. You have that going for you, and then it's just the fact of you know you play all year long. Yes, there's no break. There's one table. And then you make the playoffs or you don't. Which in our case, I'm hoping that we really make the playoffs. I hope so too. <laughs> even if it, even if we just play on the road in the playoffs, I just want to get in. It's kind of like Nassau last season. I just want to get in. Yes. Just to see what could happen, you know. And once you get in, it, it's, I mean, it's anything. It's that's, anything. That's right? the best part about playoffs and really every sport. It's just like just get in. Just get in. You know, like you never know. You just never know. I mean, like I don't know how good louisville city was last year i don't know if i would have picked them to win the whole thing i wouldn't have. um but as they progressed through the playoffs they were starting to really show a lot of bite so yeah like if if we were only judging their performance based on the playoffs i would i mean obviously they want it but i mean like just the way they performed through it was really good but through yeah. the season maybe not yeah I, I mean i don't think if you looked at the season you would say louisville was like odds on favor to win it it's just I guess what I'm saying is it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Exactly. Perfect example, us last year. Didn't start super great, but came come spring season, we just lit it up. Right. And we scored like crazy, didn't concede. And won a bunch at home. Won a yes. bunch at home. Which is 
vital. Yeah. Um, yeah, made our home a fortress, and we ended up finishing third and not fourth in the playoffs and, and actually got to you know go to the playoffs. Um, so I'm not worried about this at all. I would have liked to win. Hell, I would have taken a draw. Like before the game, I think someone asked me, he was like, what what kind of result would you like to have today? I was like, I'll take a draw. Yeah, I'll take a draw. Tampa's a really good team. <laughs> like, I don't know how many times I got to say it, man. It's just like they are – I fully expect them to finish first or second in this in this conference. I see that. Like I, I maybe see Tampa, Cincy, Cincy, Cincy and Louisville. You flip, flip any of those. Charleston yeah. can be sneaky yeah, and, and come up there. You know, you just – I don't know. That's That's – Everybody said before the season began that the Eastern Conference would be super, super competitive. That's fine with me. Yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Like, if you're neutral, I mean, like, I'm hoping to watch just some of, you know, other USL games. Like, if there's a 3.30 kickoff, I kind of want to check it out. See who's playing, you know. In, I'm sorry, Nassel. These games are infinitely more exciting. Yes. <laughs> Mostly because there's more to choose from. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to play the same team five times, five times. in the no. season. Yeah. In, yeah. in the each, same month. Each uh, <laughs> each season. Yeah, each time in the fall. Like, God, how many times have we played Puerto Rico? Like 10 times? Um, so many. So, so many. many. <laughs> so I'll take some growing pains if it means we get local rivalries and some interesting games that end 4-3. You know, or, or or you know, some some nail biters in one nil, but it, I don't see a whole lot of that happening in USL. I mean, it seems like these teams score. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited about the season as a whole. There's a lot to look forward to. Um, so yeah, um, you guys got anything else? Any comments or takes from the game? Any hot takes from the game? <laughs> I mean, Clark, we, at, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't you dare. Only, only don't kidding. You dare. Don't no, you dare. No, no. Uh, I think I'd just like to um, repeat what Jonathan said, which is if the thing that would make me the happiest is beat Charlotte all three times, and then For sure. the rest of the season, let's just figure out what we do. I want the Southern Derby Cup back because I thought that was a really cool thing that we're having back this year. So, yeah, uh, super excited about that, Dave. I know you were a part of this from experience. I want to hear. This about was a all the long time Charleston. ago. Yes, this was <laughs> a long time ago when we went down to uh, Charleston. I believe it was in 2008 that we went down there to participate in uh, what was then the Southern Southern Derby Cup match, which I believe was charleston uh the railhawks and kickers i believe richmond was involved in it yes there's there's some oh uh uh, rochester no no no, i'm thinking of the old old guard shield or whatever yeah right no no this this was it might have been for a little while where it was just oh atlanta atlanta that's right the silverbacks yeah yeah you know i try not to think about the silverbacks very much (laughs) but i'm sure they were <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I still hate the Silverbacks. So yeah. Yes, we do. Because they're yes, back, we do. But just but as we did. But we were down there participating in that, and um, Jared Campbell, f- uh, former leader of Triangle Soccer Fanatics, had the trophy with him because apparently we had won it the season before mm-hmm. as well. I wasn't as involved then, but he had the trophy there, and apparently the uh Railhawks battery game that evening was to decide the winner of uh the Derby Cup and 
we came away with a 2-1 win. Hell yeah. And we got to uh, parade around our trophy. Um, <laughs> mostly it was just the fans parading around the trophy. See, but and that's, that was it. that's what it's about, that's, though. Yeah, that's, it's a fan-led. That, that's what I'm mm-hmm. excited about. And I think now we're including Charlotte in this? Yes. Okay, yeah. so, well, you know, yeah. got to make them feel special Re- somehow. Yeah. Uh, so it's Charlotte. Fresh at the bottom? <laughs> well, like, we, I, we can't. I think someone said, like, should we include Atlanta two in no. this no. but i was no. like eh, it just feels that- weird uh, feels weird it would make more sense if like we played atlanta united and like we played right. all the teams somehow played it enough times to constitute that but i wouldn't say a development version would yeah it just doesn't make feel sense. right i like, I like right. cups though because like mm. it's a, a fan driven one and the fans take care of it. They build it. They create. They take care of it. They build it. They create it, and that's their own cup within a league. Like so, you have your big league, and then I feel like the Southern Derby is going to be our little league where yeah. we do. Yeah. Like no matter what, we're still going to play our hardest. But when you know, you know that when you go down to Charleston and when you go down to Charlotte and when you go play Richmond, there's a little bit more on the line mm-hmm. for the fans and for the players because the players get involved too. They see that. Oh yeah. You, they get you into don't it. think they see that on on like social media, but they see that. Oh yeah. And they see the pride that you take when you go to play Charleston and and Charlotte and Richmond. So I think those games are going to be the biggest games of our season. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. No, no doubt. And I want to piggyback on that. I think that's that's one of my favorite things about just American soccer in general. Because like you look at MLS and you have, you know, the Trillium Cup between Toronto and Columbus. You have the Brimstone Cup between Chicago and Dallas. All right, I'll be honest. I did not know those existed. I didn't. Neither did I. I saw <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in this room I knew this. the first one. I knew the first one, and then I was going to go Cascadia. Yeah, Cascadia. Yeah. I thought Cascadia was the only one. Isn't, then, doesn't New York have one? Houston had no Houston. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, Houston and Dallas fight for a cannon. Yeah. A cannon! That's pretty cool. Yeah, KP, <laughs> I know you're all the, about that. The two yeah. Canadian teams fight for something, uh, maybe a moose. Uh, well, they have their own <laughs> They have their own <laughs> Canadian <laughs> championship. That's why a moose. So then, because Toronto won the quote-unquote treble? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they won yes. the treble. Uh, I, for one, would love to win the maple moose. I, w- <laughs> I would do it. Like, yes. I would cheer for... Presented by Tim Hortons. Right, right. <laughs> Can they win a Tim Hortons Cup? A Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons Cup. Hortons for the year. Yeah, right. there oh you go. I mean, there's the Carabao Cup. We might as well just have it sponsored say, at this we, point. We could somehow work in it as the Bojangles Cup because they have expanded oh, beyond North Carolina. That's right. Or, or the Bojo Cup. Time. Or if you wanted to be a little bit more... Uh, Less known, it could be the cookout cup. Oh, the cookout! Ooh, okay. I like the cookout. Oh, you know, I've cookout got, I've got you one better, guys. The rise cup. Ooh. However, I, I do have to um, Love I have rise. to step in here though. If we did have a trophy sponsored by Cookout, it would have to be a tray. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it, it has, has to be. be. Okay. Just a golden tray. tray, the big old plate with a big double burger, some nuggets, a, a four fries, a four ninety nine combo, exactly with, with with a milkshake, with a shake. There <laughs> you go, and a cheer line on the side. There you, there you go. go. Mm-hmm. You just learned my Cookout uh, order guy. Oh man, hard. what what do you say is when we have nothing to talk about, we're gonna do what what's your Cookout tray because. There's a million different combos, and I'd love to hear everyone. Cajun fries or go home. Save it. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> for sure. Cajun fries sure. and quesadilla. Because the quesadilla gives you so much. You're like, oh, it's just going to be like a tiny one. No. Oh, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's got cheese, legit. sauce, and um, meat, but it's yeah. still like, it's, it's a legit. full it's size than quesadilla. Than and it's yeah. one side. Yeah. It's one. It's a side. Yeah. It's a side. When I, told, mm-hmm. when I told my wife that like you can get a side of a corn dog and another corn dog, she was like, that's ridiculous, but I love it. <laughs> 
So Bet. and also just like, I love hearing people who are not around here with their wonderment and bewilderment with cookout. <laughs> so you know, being at work and people coming in to produce games from for ESPN, and I was talking to one of the producers. And he said, "Yeah, we we all went to cookout to eat because like it's the best thing ever." So what do you want as your entree? I want a chicken quesadilla. Okay, as your side, I want a chicken quesadilla. And your other side, quesadilla. I want another chicken uh, I don't think you heard me the first two times, buddy. Uh, with that, we're going to take our break. We're going to talk some courage, U.S. national team stuff, and a whole lot more. Stick around. So you like beer. I like beer. Everybody on this podcast likes beer. Everybody that listens to this podcast, I hope, likes beer. And the people who love beer the most is Tasty Beverage Company, our lovely sponsors. So they have an awesome tap takeover happening this Thursday at their downtown Raleigh store. Artisan Beverage is coming in. They're taking over the whole tap the whole day. You got beer. You got cider. They're from Charlotte, but that's okay. Tell them Six Point Weekend sent you. They give you a free koozie. Everybody wins. Check out Tasty Beverage, downtown Raleigh. All right, so we're back. Uh, Now we're going to talk a little courage, U.S. national team stuff. Uh, We got some news, apparently. Maybe. Potentially. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you break anything we got, um, and just a little bit of everything. We're gonna answer your questions if we have some time. All right, cool. So, what was interesting is that uh, I think the attendance was a little low for the NCFC game because the NCFC youth were playing a game and the Courage were playing a game in Richmond. Yeah. Uh, and there was no way. I think Dave, you were even saying like, "Can I make both games?" And then about maybe a couple of weeks before, you're like, "No way in hell." Yeah, it wasn't gonna happen. With the, it, it, the if the kickoff had right. been a couple hours sooner, I yeah. think in in uh, Cary, then we could have made it to the Courage game yeah. uh, in Richmond, but. That just wasn't going to happen. If it was like a one o'clock kickoff. If it was a one o'clock kickoff, yeah, I think it Because we would have gotten happened. out by like three, four. That's mm-hmm. enough time. Not four o'clock, and that, then you could have like caught a flight, make that. Even oh, no, just hop in the car. Yeah, hop right. in the car. It's a two and a half hour drive you could have made to Richmond. It's yeah, not bad. Yeah, could have made it. On a weekend, you wouldn't be worrying about the DC traffic. No. Quite the same as you would on a work day. Yeah. Right. Um, but the Courage played a hell of a game, it looks like. Uh, we don't really have any highlights because I don't think it was broadcast, but. Um, they showed the goals. They showed the goals. Yeah, they yeah. showed the goals. First Twitter uh, tweeted out the goals. They were they were damn good goals too. Um, you know, Jess threw in a very good, powerful header. Uh, Abby Ursek had a header first. The first goal was uh, from a set piece. Yeah, it was a corner kick. Corner kick. So Abby Alby Dahlkemper had the uh, corner, and Abby Ursek got up and pretty much had a free header yeah she's a tall girl too yes she is i mean and, and abby Dahlkamper is a hell of a crosser for, yes. for a central defender i don't know what i don't know what, what she maybe used to play is like if she was like a winger early on in her career i don't know but she's always delivering good crosses into the box we're always seem to be putting them away so and then um i didn't of course, I only got to see about you know forty eight seconds worth of this game from very shady camera angles but <laughs> so i i i'm Counting, I'm counting a lot of what I've heard about this game from uh, various reports. I know Black and Red United had a pretty good report mm. uh, about the game, um, and they. It sounded like the Courage were pretty dominant through uh, the first half. They were came out again in, in that four three three that they've been using for pretty much the entire preseason, uh, except they had more starters right. back from international duty. Uh, Abby Dalkemper was back. Abby Erseg was back. Crystal uh, Dunn was Crystal back. Dunn was back. Uh, Lynn, Lynn Williams. Williams was back, although she O'Sullivan did not start. Denise O'Sullivan was, back, was right. started, and she pretty much replaced Elizabeth Eddy in that uh, three-person uh, three midfield. 
which, you know, McCall Zerboni, of course, anchoring that midfield. But girl. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it looked like uh, Meredith Speck, who'd been playing, who's been playing pretty well during this preseason. That's um, good. That's, a, that's encouraging. It I is. Like, I like that we have a strong depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our on our bench, and then you have Denise O'Sullivan uh, playing in that middle area as well, uh, with uh, Dabinia coming in uh, later. I have a feeling if uh, Sammy Mewis is not ready to go uh, uh, on uh, game day next Saturday, I doubt then, it. Then we might see uh, O'Sullivan and Dabinia there in that middle with uh, Zerboni, and that will allow one of them to get forward with. The rest of the forwards. I know for for the Washington game, it was uh, Jess McDonald, Crystal Dunn, and Darian Jenkins, with Lynn Williams coming on later as a sub. Um, so it sounded like that the Courage were very dominant against what was a really good Washington team. I mean, they had a lot of really high quality players on that team. You know, obviously they had two of our own from last year. Taylor Smith was starting. Ashley Hatch was starting. Uh, Andy Sullivan, their uh, number one pick who had just gotten capped during the She Believes Cup. Right. She was starting. Mallory Pugh was starting Always as well. Always dangerous. Always dangerous. They only really keep, oh, Rebecca Quinn from, uh, from Duke and from the Canadian national team. She was starting as well. Uh, the only really key player they were missing, uh, from the lineup was Rose Lavelle. I was just going to ask, she's still not fully fit. She's I, not. Cause she was modeling the new kit, but I guess you can model a new kit like Sam did and yeah. not be fully fit. So. Right. She's still injured. I feel like she's been injured for a while though. So mm. I don't know when she's going to get back. On field. Cause she was yeah. injured cause they picked her up from Boston. But she was injured with Boston too. Yeah. So she was injured like for I feel like a damn middle of the season. Half the half the season yeah. or, like, or almost of the season. Did she had terror ACL or something? Not that I not that I read or it, it must have been something pretty bad. Yeah, so whatever I, it is. I know Yuri Kawamura is still technically injured for us. Like yeah, she's, she's on, the, on our injured reserve, forty five day injured. So like reserve. she's she's been out for a year, almost a full year, and, and yeah. She's, well, that's she no does. surprise. That was an ACL injury that she right, suffered. Right. That, so. that was an ACL tear. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's just giving her a little from. bit more time to get ready. Yeah. So she won't be there for the first month, month and a half that we're playing. Honestly, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Really, we seem as long as our as long as the Abbeys stay healthy. I as think. long as the Abbeys stay healthy, that's I think true. I think we'll we'll be fine at uh, um, at the back. So yeah, uh, we looked at it and it looked like it was so the starting lineup for the Spirit against the Spirit was D'Angelo in goal, uh, Mary Matthias, uh, Abby, Abby, and Jillian Hinkle uh, at four at the back. Zerboni, Speck, and O'Sullivan in the middle. Jenkins, McDonald's done. Uh, Ersing, McDonald, and Hamilton got the goals. And what was really encouraging was that six thousand two hundred thirty-five people showed up for this game. Which is good looking out. That's really awesome. I I find that like. I'm amazed that they were able to get that many people Me too. out to that game because when you look at like broadcasts of spirit games, you don't see 6,000. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> 135 people coming out every week. And like we, we average what five to 6,000 for the courage for the courage. Yeah. About four, about four or five. Like yeah. Five, maybe five, five or six. I think it's about that. I, don't know. I think after last season, there might be a lot more encouragement and a lot more enthusiasm for the courage Pun intended. this season. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, for, uh, there just might be a lot, uh, a lot more interest in this squad because they know it is a contender. Yeah. Uh, but when, like you, 
like if you saw the goal highlights from the Courage Twitter, uh, when Hamilton scored, it was almost like she was at home. It was because, insane. Did you hear the yeah. Roar? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was a home crazy. game for them. Yeah. And I really thought that like it would. I thought it was going to be a, a tough test for the Courage because I figured the Spirit aren't that far away from where they play in Richmond. Um, you know, you got maybe the Richmond kickers are just saying like, Hey, let's, we're going to root for the closer home team. Uh, and, and that'd be the courage. And that would, well, like, I guess technically yeah. maybe, um, but it just, it was really cool to see so many people so amped and excited about the courage and, and going out on a pretty cold night. Yeah. Uh, Richmond's still pretty cold compared to Raleigh. It's only a couple hours North, but it's, it was significantly colder than it was here. Um, so it was cool. I mean, I saw everybody with blankets on and jackets on and stuff like that. So I was like, I was like good look. Yeah, it was like Dave said, like, good looking out. Y'all showed up and, and had a great time and saw a hell of a game. And if you're a Spirit fan, I still wouldn't get discouraged by this because they still got a stacked team and they don't have Rosalie. I mean, it's all in forward positions. Right, right. So, like, you're definitely going to score, like, six goals. but It's going to be interesting. You're going to give up seven. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> Taylor Smith's going to be bombing down the wings, yeah. too. She exactly. Can't she, can't, she can't get back that fast. She ain't going to help on defense She's that gonna much. She's going to get back. She's going to get back. I mean, I love her. I, w- I wish we still had her, but only for the offensive side, <laughs> not necessarily for the defense. I still feel like Washington is probably a year away in yeah. NWSL. I mean, if they make the playoffs, but it's like, well, then who doesn't, I guess? I mean, you got to think Portland's reloaded. Uh, Orlando is definitely reloaded. Yeah, but Chicago's not enough to make gotten the playoffs. no. Chicago's gotten better in the sense that they got Sam Kerr. But they're not making the playoffs. So wait, who makes the playoffs? Then? Us, us, Portland, Portland, Utah. Oh, Utah! I oh yeah, about Utah. Uh, that's Fuck true. Them, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Chuck. I mean, okay. Where where, where, where where does this yeah, Utah hatred come from? This is yeah, interesting. So yeah, it's Seattle too. So my hatred for Utah is only because it's like I hate them because they're going to be good, right? Because and, and, and I even said this on the podcast like a couple episodes ago. Like I really think that it's great that the players got a bad bad deal at Kansas City and they've moved to a really sweet deal. But maybe that's why I hate on them a little bit much because like. Damn, there's their situation is actually a little bit better than ours if yeah. you think about it. Uh, like in terms of who moved better uh, from Western New York to Cary versus Kansas City to Utah, you can't. I don't know if you can really say that until they play their first game. Okay, fair, because fair, fair. The because cur- you know Western New York came down here, became the courage, and after having won the league, too. yeah, True. after mm-hmm. winning, after winning the league, and they we had. They were consistent. We were very consistent with our play. We made it back to the final after right. a year of winning it. And then they had so- we had solid crowds. What, 5,000, I think, was the average. Mm-hmm. Every game, We, you know, there was obviously fan support. The women outdrew the men exactly. last season. I think that's going to happen again. Exactly. I think it'll I happen think so more. Oh, there'll be a bigger gap, I think, between yes. last year and last year. No, no offense to the men. I just think there's more general interest in – you know, people want to see contenders, like you said. And World Cup winners. And World yeah. Cup winners. People yeah. want to see national team players, and that's what we've got right now. With I think this. there's also more inspiration for, for like like the whole the whole like it's a women's team. Like the girls growing up around this area are gonna see 
their idols and their heroes. I think that is more of an impact more than the boys maybe on and, this side. And not just that. You have to look at the, the college culture around here too. Like State, yeah. State Duke and Carolina have really good men's programs. But, but Carolina and Duke and State have really good, really good women's, women's programs like, that win tons of championships. Yep. And you already have that fan base here. And say, oh, yeah. You know, like, we're going to go see this player who plays for Duke. They're going to go play for the Courage, and we're going to go watch them play for the Courage, and we're going to go do that. Think about and how many UNC fans are going to watch Crystal Dunn just because she went to UNC. Absolutely. And how many UNC players and how many Duke players get drafted every year in uh, the NWSL? I think exactly. it's a, they had the most ever in one draft, right? I Duke, Duke players? I yeah. believe so, yeah. Um, and they're all probably going to make the team. Uh, speaking of which, um, to kind of segue... Well, before, oh yeah, like, yeah yeah. So if you didn't, so we had a couple of players go up. Section one, I mean, a couple of fans go up. Section one hundred eight took a full van, like 10, 15 people. That's awesome. Up to Richmond for the game. Shout out to them. Absolutely. But uh, also another OCS member, Haley, went up, and uh, she said, "I thought they, I thought we looked confident and cohesive. And other teams should fear the speed of Dunn and Williams together." Also, the rookies looked decent when they were on. They had a three goal lead as a buffer. But they all looked comfortable on the ball and sliding to positions, even when there were like seven subs at once. So like, I like like the sub like we knew Crystal Dunn and Lynn Williams were going to be fast. Like seeing that, I can't wait to see it in person because mm. whew, that speed is going to be killer. Mm -hmm. But the encouraging part is that the subs were able to come on even with that three goal lead and. <clears throat> but you still had a whole bunch of strong people on the bench. Like, you brought Lynn Williams off the bench. Yeah. What? <laughs> Hell, we can, even, even, if, even if we start, even if we start with the, the front three that we had for those. For and then the you bring Jenkins off the bench. You can bring Jenkins, you can bring Hamilton off the bench. Hamilton had a hell of a year last year. Uh, like, it's stacked. Every team, every position has two or three deep, you know, or maybe not three deep because, you know. 20 player roster, yeah, 20 player roster. Uh, but every every position has at least a solid backup at, at, or if not a direct contender for starting I mean, and based on the she believes cup you have to wonder if you know Merritt Matthias's backup at right back is going to end up being crystal dunn right yeah, yeah that's that's awesome. paul she, riley so, didn't rule it out so she yeah. played if you didn't know crystal played right back at unc went to forward with the with the youth national team was a right back for us for a little bit. Then they're like, you know what? I think she's better up top like she was in the youth <laughs> system. So then they moved her back up top. But then we had all those stupid injuries. So then they moved her back to right back. And I, she looked good. And she still looked good. She still looked amazing playing back there. But she's, I don't think. I don't think that's going to be it either. I think bringing in Matthias was specifically to have a veteran uh, leadership there at, or uh, just a strong veteran presence there at right back. And yeah, Matthias, Math I'm sorry. So sorry. Matthias has a lot of experience in this league. Even though it's a young league, she played, what, all of her seasons in Seattle? I'm yeah. trying to think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she played all of her seasons in Seattle. And she was there from year one when they were garbage. <clears throat> I was a Seattle fan before I became a, obviously a Curtis fan. So you're a Sounders fan, right? Oh, yeah, I'm a yeah, Sounders yeah. fan, too. Sounders. Oh. <laughs> I know, I'm a Tim baby. Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. later. <laughs> <laughs> and so she she played like she watched she was there when they built that from the ground up from like a 0 and 14 
Damn, they were what, that bad. Yeah, they were bad. Wow. They were really bad. But they built that up and they went to two finals with her being solid back there. Mm. So I'm excited to see what she's gonna do for us. Like especially like she looked pretty good in preseason for us too. Yes. But I'm ready to see what she can do against Portland when they come to town this weekend. Yeah, so Portland is going to be missing a number of players, a apparently. Lot. A lot a of lot players. From injury or from just some weird roster rule thing. Uh, I had to look it up because um, it was a little crazy. So they are going to be missing... Where is it? Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Heath, Andressa, Mengees, am I saying that right? Yes. Uh, Mingus. Rasso, Siler, you, Salem, Ford, Carpenter, all out. Like so, their roster. That's right. about half. <laughs> that's half the squad. But they still have Christine Sinclair. You know, they still have a lot of really solid players. On the I'm field. worried about Christine Sinclair. Yeah, I am. That's it. Be, the oh, that's the only player. I'm, well, not only player because they have Sonnet, and Sonnet right. has been right. killing it. For like the when she played it for the W League, she was amazing. She came back for the national team and she's been killing it. Christine Sinclair concerns me only because she's gotten up there in age and she has to move further back on the field to get the ball now. Oh, so she's getting more touches. She, well, it's not, it's how what, yeah, she's getting more touches, but. She's so far back that she can't do anything with those touches. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking. Now she's more of a distributor than a finisher. Ah. Nine. Yeah. Okay. But how do you? But she's never had to play that role before. She's always been the one up top. But now she's got like on the Canadian team. She's got Leon standing beside her. Mm -hmm. She's fast. She's gonna run. She's got Chapman. She, there. She's gonna run. Like she's in the back, but she's gonna run and. All that, but so now she's playing distributor instead of finisher, like Abby was in her final year or so. How does she fit into this Portland team? That I'm pretty sure they're gonna like. She's gonna start. I have oh, no, yeah. I have no doubt about that. But how do you keep her in the game for 90 minutes when everybody else is just flying past you? Mm. And I'm not saying Christine Sinclair is bad or she's washed out or anything like. She's still good. She's hella good. She's what thirty six. Yeah. Yeah. She's. I mean, you have to have lost a step or two at thirty six. I don't care who. I you just want to see how you know because they got some fast players now. I mean, although Ford is out, Ford's fast. Yeah. But Ford Christine, is good. Christine Sinclair losing a step is a lot different from say you and I losing our step right. yeah. at thirty six. <laughs> no, I'm not comparing the two at all. No, no. not it's at all. It's nine o'clock and I'm drinking a a warm beer. And I'm she's just probably still fun. working out. Yeah, yeah she's, and she's probably in the gym right now in Portland. Eating a like, protein bar. <laughs> That's her 200, and I'm just like. <laughs> Whatevs. What sorry, bro. Whatevs. I mean. <laughs> We're just going to sing mean songs about you. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not really. <laughs> no, not really. No, you play for Portland. We're not sorry. No. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that. I, I don't. And I, I know it's Paul Riley coach team so he's not letting them get away with thinking that this is going to be an easy game because so many players are out hashtag no finish line. hashtag no finish line <laughs> hashtag grit today growth tomorrow um which uh which was really cool as i mentioned this in the the ocs uh, uh group but like talking to mccall sabroni like apparently the team themselves the players come up with those hashtags every year that is so cool i love that that yes. like that they don't uh it's not i mean no finish line is a marketing thing fine it's on our scarves, fine. But grit today, growth tomorrow thing is 
they, the players came up with that. And they, she said, we don't leave the room until we come to a complete unanimous decision. And I don't know how long that takes. I don't know if it takes five minutes. I don't know if it takes 30 or two hours. But mm-hmm. the fact that that is a thing that they make it a point that says, like, this is the motto we're, we're like, flying our flag with mm-hmm. this year, I think that's really cool. I don't yeah. know if other teams do that, but that's yeah. really cool. And I got to say, like, this is a very small tangent, sort of back to NCFCs. Like, speaking of, like, the team embracing of things like ever since we kind of latched onto the whole dead whales thing, yes, like, not only seeing players do it, but every now, I think there was one or two tweets over the summer that even NCFC had like a whale emoji. Yeah, and I'm just like, hey, it's, it's happening. It's all happening. right, it's happening. all right, insert Slug. that gif. Yeah, <laughs> um, so real quick, we have a new sponsor on the front logo yep. or a sponsor on the front shirt for the uh, for the women. It's Continental Tire. Looks were they were making the back moves. Lessons? They were making. They were, they were on the back. They making year. money moves right now. Yeah. Like, they went from the back to the front. Yep. I'm I'm okay with yeah. it. It looks, it looks good. I, mm-hmm. I think to me, I think um, it makes sense just going to that. But also, like last year for um, Blue Cross, I think that was more since that had already been someone that was with NCFC, well, Railhawks, and then with right. NCFC, we, we still kind of had that connection. So it made sense, like, pick something easy that we already had connects to. But yeah. then, I think Continental was a good choice. And uh, unlike the Circle K logo, it can be adapted to right. the appropriate yes. colors. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I did see on our NCFC keeper on his it's, um, is it gold white? jersey it's a single color and i'm like mm, you could do that you because, well it's that. also single color because the kit is it red. is red <laughs> it is red which should be fair first of all is awesome it looks yes really good. i love it um i but like no, to see what, continental great choice yeah and it ties the kit together i think yes it looks, it looks better than and those sleeves like i you know i i love the solid blue of last year my thing that i didn't like last year was the collar yeah and i i like collars usually but i felt like it stood out a little too much whereas this mm. time having the gold on the sleeves With i think the gold it's a, collar right it's gold yeah color. Yeah. yeah it's subtle i think i think this time around it really looks sharp yeah and um i haven't seen one up close in person i've only seen What's been the problem? They look stuff. sharp. They but look it looks really good. good. I imagine it looks they even have, better person. Like if you don't see it up close, they have stars in them. If you oh, seen yeah, awesome. like they're supplemented, and it's subtle. the NCFC star. Yes. Yes. It, so oh, that's it's, right. It's sublimated in there. Yeah, it looks it's it, subtle, but it looks nice. It's very subtle. Like and the away is similar too, right? Yeah, it just is all white. It doesn't. I don't have think it. they have the stars in the away one. It doesn't. No. no. It's just but a little white one. The blue, the blue home jerseys that we have for both the men and the women is they're very subtle details, but you're gonna fall in love with them. Like if yeah. you like the gold specks in the men's one looks sharp yeah. because yeah. you're not expecting it. So when you no. get up close to it, you're like, oh. And then when you get up close to the women's one, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I like that. And I like that neither of the aways are kind of a throwaway look. Like I love, yeah. I I really like the pattern on the uh, men's one. I know it's a an Adidas template, yeah, but it still, it still looks nice. It looks nice. But like, with the gold, it looks yeah, nice. it looks someone, good. Someone on Reddit said it looked like a toasted marshmallow. And I was like, I can't <laughs> unsee. Uh, I'm okay with that. Give me some s'mores. It looks man. good. Yeah, I like s'mores. Yeah. Can we build a bonfire around it? <laughs> hey, <laughs> if we beat um, Rowdies and Matthews, then we can build a bonfire. Can we just schedule New York Cosmos just so we can beat them? Oh, please, we definitely could. Can that be our game in between the two? <laughs> Oh wait, we're, game. we're not we're not in Nassau oh, anymore, so there's up. no half. There's no like week or two off. We don't have to play randomly. in the, We don't have to play in the league that props up the Cosmos anymore. Nope. Yeah. We'll just stick. We'll just can we just pretend Red Bulls too are the Cosmos or something? Yeah, yeah. they're like they're like a gussied up cousin of them, really. Yeah, yeah. 
with with a little bit more sense. Still right. asshole fans though. Oh yeah, yeah they're still shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Your fans are still shit. But, but Red Bulls, not Red Bull Two. I don't know if they have any fans because I think seven hundred people showed up for their home game this past weekend. Yeah. Yikes. Um, so real quick, the roster came out actually this, early this afternoon as we were recording this. Um, Insert we, drum roll dot wave. <laughs> <laughs> so not a whole lot of surprises. Because uh, we knew that Yuri would be back, but injured. Doniak's out injured, so she doesn't. They don't count towards the player cap. You can only have twenty. We have twenty-three apparently on the roster, but Julie King and um, Alyssa Chapman. Chapman don't count. Right. Um, and we picked up Merritt Mathias, so I think that's the twenty. That's the three. No. No, we have we have nineteen. We have nineteen, but yeah, yeah. Um, we are. So it's it's between, so what what I read from the 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 team release was that it's basically one spot between Rasmussen, Reed, and Williams and Ryan Williams. Yeah, because all of our sign all the draftees are going back to school. Yeah, I was wondered about that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, but they're they're, they're they're still training. Rasmussen, Reed, and Williams are going to be training with the, with the yeah. squad the entire time. Um, so that's apparently a roster change from last year. Like if you were drafted but didn't get picked up, you just floated into space. <laughs> but this year, apparently, you get to hold on to your draft picks for as long as you want. You just you have to decide what to do with them. Yeah. Um, they can be, like, emergency. I, don't know, I'm, I could be way wrong like, on this. No, uh, I read it from Neil. So they, they're, like, em, they're, like, emergency backups in case a national team player right. goes out. Right. And then you can pick one of them up to sign her place. Right. And that's where the extra spot comes in. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. Which would be a challenge, I think, given that most of our national team players are either going to be forwards or... Well, I mean, I guess it is scattered all over the place. Yeah, I mean, bit. you've got you've got the two forwards. You've got Dunn. You've got Williams. You've got uh, Mewis when she's healthy again, although we seem to have... We seem to be pretty pretty well stocked in midfield at this point to cover yeah. that. Yep. And Dal Kemper, when she... Show, when she you never know, missed a game. If she ever missed a game, nope. you know. Um, and Abby Ursig. Ursig. Sullivan. 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 D'Angelo. That's true. Flip a three-sided coin on this one, man, because I, I have no idea who would in, who would take that last spot, and then I don't know who is going to be the emergency backups. I'm. I just, you know, I really hate the NWSL roster caps. I get why they have it, because not every team is rich, but I do wish maybe they could just make it 25 or 23 and like i don't know why the 20 is just such an arbitrary number to me like i don't know uh especially when you have so many international players that don't count towards you don't have to even pay their salary you have so much money left over <laughs> maybe that's why the boston breakers didn't couldn't uh stay afloat i don't know but uh prediction for their game this weekend feeling good with all the Portland players that are out, I'm feeling a little bit better than I probably should. <laughs> feeling better, but like still a little trepidatious, maybe. Yes, there's still with... because this is still this is still going to be a pretty heated rivalry yeah, after yeah. that final oh, and after the final uh, after bitter. the playoffs of the last we're two bitter. years. We're all bitter. You, you yes. can't tell me that none of those Courage players aren't bitter about this. Oh, I'm Absolutely. hella pissed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even have to be a player. I'm hella pissed. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm still mad too. I'm I'm 
ready to to i it's like i just i wish tobin heath were coming so that yeah keep your drum off the field (laughs) this is we're not gonna we haven't gone into that history i think (laughs) uh, on on this podcast and i don't think we will let's (laughs) let's not go back that far guys yes exactly what do we so what do we think i'm thinking 2-1 i'll just i figure portland probably gets a goal but we win 2-1 yeah that's how i feel as well do you say 2-1 john yeah that's how i feel as well 2-1 i'm gonna say 3-1 Ooh, all right I'm gonna say two one. I think two, one. I think that's a safe bet. I think I think I, I know that Portland will score and we'll probably see a tiny bit of support for them as well because there's Timbers Army over the East Coast. Yeah, um, yeah, and you have all your normal stands. I'm a big fan of Tobin Heath. Ergo, yeah. I'm a Portland Thorns fan. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, mm. no. I, but I still think the cur- I think because of Courage having a little bit m- closer to full strength, I think we'll see better chances from them. Yeah. Yes. Ebony, what's your what's your prediction? Two two. Two two. Two two. I hope you're Is that wrong. just because of bitterness? Like like out from the players. Or you're, not, you're just like, like, man, maybe we're not gonna hit no, the, I think, on the right foot. I think Kurds are gonna come out strong. Real strong. Yeah. Score first. Mm. Portland's gonna answer. I think. And then we're definitely gonna go up two one. Mm, I see where you're going with this. Maybe like a, a last minute equalizer. I want to say last minute equalizer. I'm going to say 80th minute. Uh, I, I know it's going to come from somewhere. I just don't know where. Maybe mm. call what? and response, like ha- like the first two goals. Like yeah. we score one, then they score one. Then yeah, score it's going to be it's going to be another. it's going to be a back and forth game where we we're going to get some shots and they're going to get some shots and that last goal. I think it's going to be the one that makes everybody mad. Oh. This is the one. This is this is where you, you know and I PK? part. Yeah. You know the PK from this weekend that wasn't a PK. Yes. Oh lord. I see a situation. <laughs> you you think you think one of those is going to happen? I see that situation because it's a lifetime game. Oh yeah, that's right. What yeah, I want to know is how many yellow cards and potential red cards might we actually see? In I think this? there might be three yellow. Three cards. yellow. I was gonna say three yellow. Three yellow cards, no reds. Maybe a fight. Maybe a borderline red though. Maybe like, a borderline, borderline red. red with like a double yellow situation where like because uh, you know they got to make up for that for that bogus no call. Really, we also have to see who who's gonna be roughing this game too. Hashtag man. justice for Tay and Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, all right, cool. So, we're going to switch over to a little bit of U.S. men's national team talk because they're going to be here in about a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, really super excited about this. Have y'all. you seen that roster? It looks solid. It's, it's I'm excited. The kids are all right. Yeah. There was a lot of zero slash zero on that <laughs> roster. And I got to say, I'm really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, and you then there's be. the um there's the forward whose name escapes me right now, playing in the Dutch League, that they're um, really excited about. Apparently, he's been scoring a whole bunch of goals. Hopefully, he gets a run out next week. Forget that. Tim Way is on the roster. Mm. Yes, he is. Okay. Like, I'm excited about him. Um, I want to see him play. Yes. Because uh, like I'm okay with no Pulisic because you know, I he's, don't care. He's, do- he's yeah. doing. He's got a lot going for him right now yeah. in Dortmund. Well, and, he just got over ill an illness. And yeah. the the league, well, at least for so it, I knew we would bring this up. So the that the spot for second and third is really tight right now. So Bayern's obviously running away, but Schalke and Dortmund are both fighting it out for second and third. Schalke's oh. currently ahead by one point, oh, there you but go. behind mm. in three in um, goal differential because is it that's why and. Um, Royce are killing it. Um, Eintracht is right behind them. And then, oh. yeah, Leipzig is six right now. Whoa. Huh. It's Bayern, Schalke, 
Dortmund, Eintracht, Bayern. So Pulisic needs to stay there. Pulisic, yeah. yeah, I think they have a, cha- a really good chance of being being in second and almost getting close to first. Obviously, yeah. they won't. And he's very difference. he's very important for they, that. They need for him. That squad. So they need him more than we do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, if this was a qualifying game, I'd say screw Dortmund. It'd be different. Yeah. Well, and that's what they would do too. So for anybody who, and we were saying this on uh, off the air, that like for anybody who's like, well, this sucks. There's a bunch of kids playing. It's like. That's uh, the best thing. That's the best thing. Hashtag that's the point. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it so has like, to be the point now. We're, we're, we're not warming up for a World Cup. Bingo. Exactly. Like, like, I don't want to see Josie trek out onto the field no to flop for 25 minutes no, because I, he's no coming off the bench. I want to see the young guys go have some fun against Paraguay. Which is a solid And then team. head overseas and play, and play yeah. some games too. Like they're going to – those guys are going to have fun. They're going to learn a whole bunch and they're going to – they're gonna play on some of the, the best fi- on one of the best fields in the country. And yep. I've seen and national team players have said that this is some of the best fields they've ever played What's on. Up? You know? <laughs> um a few years ago, um the then named Carolina Railhawks used to do pickup soccer on uh yeah, that that team. <laughs> that team. Um they used to do pickup soccer on their practice fields, which are also the best field that I have ever played on in my entire life. So uh, someone also made a co- I just love I just love reading the comments on Twitter whenever the U.S. national team posts anything because you'll have your trolls and then you'll have your just ill-informed uh, people who think they're pulling out a hot take. They're like 10,000 because Salem Stadium only seats 10,000. It will probably pack more than that. But like 10,000, this is probably going to be one of the worst attended matches of the history of U.S. soccer. It's like, motherfucker, have you not seen them play at Ca- in Carson, California? And, That's and, like 4,000. Have you not seen them play at StubHub Center? There's nobody there for those games. Yeah. Nobody. Like I, I and somebody made a good point. Like they replied to me like, uh, there were like six games with less than nine thousand in twenty sixteen. And like three of them were in at the Stub Hub Center. Yeah. Like so we're gonna show up for this like, game. Like the women outdrew the men in Carson. Yeah. Like they had like four thousand, the women had like nine thousand. Yeah. And the women outdrew the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> right. And let's let's not forget two um two or three years ago when we had one of the largest AO sections for a women's national game. That's here right. Gary. That's right. Ayo. Indeed. Ayo. Also, so this is actually my first time looking at the lineup because I'd forgotten that it was posted. So there's right. a lot but of I'm no seeing a lot of great like Euro talent like yeah. uh, Weston plays for Schalke. Yep. Um you've got we uh, who's out at PSG, I think. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and then also Nagby. Right. Nagby. And now, now that he's in Atlanta, you yep. brought up the um. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. You brought up the roster list, and I, I I'm really excited about this because I just saw this. I know you have news. I really hope I'm not gonna trample on you. But here's the thing: new American Kakuna Mata is on the list. Really? Oh, yeah. I missed that. Kakuna Mata was just added today. Today. Oh wow! To oh, the wow. roster. Oh, All right. Oh, I see that now. One, one day. He's a stud, dude. He's a stud. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, uh, that's one of the few because he's MLS, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he's, no he's, he's at Pachuca now. Or he's, he was. He was, he was with Vancouver. Vancouver. Yes. Yeah, because that's where I remember was, him from. He was living um, in um, in the United States, commuting to Vancouver <laughs> so that he could get his residency oh, to become an American. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh, but also, you know, like you have the main stage. DeAndre Let- Yedlin is there. Bill Hamid is in goal. Uh, one of the goalies, right? So you've got some kind of household names, uh, depending on how how. You know, focused you on the U.S. national team. Um, but I can only think of one household where Bill Hamid is a household. Yeah, I say household in the sense of like <laughs> if you follow MLS, you know who that is. Okay, and maybe, maybe, maybe. Like, maybe. Yeah. maybe. 
Um, or if you play FIFA, you know who that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so a really excited young squad. Exactly. We are building for the next generation. This is the honestly. This is what I, we need. I, th- yeah. This is a semi hot take. This missing the World Cup probably one of the best things that happened for development for the U.S. Men's National Team, and that uh, they actually have because these kids would not be even getting a sniff at the right. World Cup roster. Now, l- looking at the roster, I have to say, like, you know, everybody is worried about what's the midfield going to do, what's the forward going to do, because you have to score goals to win. However, looking at the defender list, I'm I'm really excited. You have Cam- Cameron Carter-Vickers. Oh, that's right. Eric, Spurs player. Eric Lehigh. Yep. Matt Miazga. Uh, EPB is on the list. Mm-hmm. Jorge Villafania and DeAndre Yedlin are all on this defender list. And that's a lot of young talent that everybody's been looking at saying, you know, when is it going to be their turn? Right, right. How is their development? They're playing really well. When are you going to call them up? And here they are. They're in the first national team, like senior national team. They played really well. A lot of these guys were in the U-20 World Cup, I want to say. 19 uh, 19 yeah they well they made it to the semis so like they have those like pr- you know like game big game experience but i mean eh, it's not the same thing as playing in the senior national team they're already half the team's already here right. yeah yes. like so they have a full week to pr- to plan and prepare and train that's huge for development because some of these guys they've never experienced this before um you know obviously they're playing in some of the bigger clubs in europe they Probably play it in better facilities than they're playing here, but hey, yeah. we have a nice facility here. It's a very, it's a sneaky good facility. I probably said that like three times in this podcast. <laughs> um, How big a Paraguayan contingent are we expecting for this particular I have game? No I have idea. I've heard everything from expect a lot to expect none. So I've heard expect AO to be the only U.S. part, and then I've heard expect. Paraguay to only have like a section. Right. I think you might have a lot of Atlanta United fans that are going to root for Miguel Amaron. Yeah. Who who is uh, on the roster? On the roster. And yes. just because. Uh, and I assume he's playing. I mean, he's oh, he's been probably. he's been scheduled. Like I don't want to have one of these phantom injuries where like you know he pulls out at the last minute, but because he he's a play he's he's fun to watch, Jesus. man. Did you see him over the weekend? No, I saw him versus Vancouver. I saw God. him. I saw his goal against uh, who? Who did Atlanta play last week? Or Vancouver. Week no, the week before. Oh, um, DC. DC. His goal yeah. against DC was amazing. It just came out of nothing. I was like, man, like he's so, he's so good. good. Like, how do you? I'm most looking forward to see seeing that. Him. For, like, yeah, I'm, you're. You're at the goalkeeper. How did you make that pass to <laughs> Jose Martinez at midfield for him to run like twenty, like a whole length of the field in yeah. like twenty seconds and score? This, like, this this is why like I don't care what the result is. I just want a fun game. Like for the for these players, I don't think the result really matters too much either. It's just a friendly. It doesn't really count for anything. I hope they win. Also made the uh west ham and the swansea games that we posted fun too it was like it wasn't like a boring no no it was exciting yeah yeah so i mean we always show out for big games like this and this is a big game this might be our only quote-unquote big game of the year and this is i think a really big chance to make an impression for mls yep yep i know that's mm-hmm. the case for nashville and i know that filling the stands and showing AO sports can be big, but what's also going to be big that maybe not a lot of people think about is who's going to be in those club seats. Right. Yeah. And then well, that's right. The US people soccer. there will be looking at the AO section yeah. and, and even the away sections, you know, if, if there is any, you know, what was what that support going to look like yeah. at Salem? And and people forget that the U.S. Soccer Board of Governors is going to be here as well. They're yes. going to be meeting 
They're going to be having their meetings here too. So this is a big week coming up for U.S. soccer. It's, uh, you know, not a lot, maybe not a lot of people would think a lot's happening, but who it's knows? One, it's one of the, I think it's one of those, like, it's not what you're seeing on the surface is right. the most important part. It's right. what's going on around it. Yeah, you know, what are people saying behind the scenes about yeah. the area? You know, this is a good chance for Steve to go, hey, isn't this place nice? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Don, yeah. welcome back. Welcome back. Isn't this nice? Um, isn't our barbecue better than the rest of the country? <laughs> exactly. Nashville trash barbecue. <laughs> you don't want that crab. Yeah. It's all you let them you in. know he said that yeah. to him. You know, he's like, come on, man. You know, come our on. barbecue then, is pretty good. <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, that's a terrible impression of you. I'm so sorry. He's so sorry. So sorry. Uh, uh, so we're going to go into some quick questions if we can. Uh, so Zach from Soccer and Sweet Tea. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the striker situation at NCFC. Only three touches by our strikers in the box all game this past weekend. But. Uh, I think we alluded to like Daniel Rios had a touch and almost scored a goal. Yeah, and it was a shot on goal. So and we were very side heavy. Yeah, I think so. Midfield and side. I'm, I'm almost and, not surprised there wasn't a lot of touch in the middle. Yeah, we were definitely we definitely played out wide a lot. Yep, we definitely played wide a lot. So I'm not too surprised because like if those crosses have to get there first. And yeah. Yes. Some of them didn't. Yeah. It's okay. We'll get better at it. Um, how nervous are you? Simon asked, how nervous are you at looking at NCFC schedule five of the next six on the road? Yeah, we kind of answered that. Well, we're kind of Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a brutal schedule to start the season. But at least so. we get it over with. But we yep. got Tampa out the way. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. we are not the Roadhawks. That's right. Um, LB asked, where was Marcel Candizora Saturday and when is Turbo going to be back from injury? So they were both not totally match fit. Turbo's close to full match fitness, but he's just got a little bit of a, I believe it's a calf strain. Um, Marcel, not sure about his injury, but I think in a couple of weeks they should both be back to full fitness or Which close. I can't to. wait because to- Turbo and Footy in the yep. middle would be. It's gonna be whew. great. It's, it's I gonna was gonna just saying good. it's gonna be solid. I'm in love. More solid last this year than last year, I think, because uh, once they solidify that partnership, Justin, good old Justin, asked, "What do you think of the max and min salary put in place by the NWSL? Should there even be a cap at this point in the league?" It's shit. It is shit. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, this is why I would kind of say, if, you know, I, I said fuck Utah before. If there wasn't a salary, if there wasn't a cap on players, they'd I would, probably be the highest paid. I, I would yeah. hit them even more. But eh, it is what it is. You know, maybe you, you don't want to, sp- I guess the NWSL doesn't want the teams to spend beyond their means, but come on. Yeah. Like, like come on. Come on. I would say that the argument that it could skew things is just, it, it's not enough to justify the cap, honestly. Not, not yet. But, not no. yet. I could potentially make more than a couple of players on the exactly. team. Exactly. Like that's that's, yeah, that's, that's some bullshit. Like yeah. I, I think that if you're a professional, you should be paid as a professional. Yeah. In in the in the sport in that, any industry really. Yeah. But, I mean, this is especially true for the ladies. The here. the the, the minor, even like uh, even earlier today, I think the minor league baseball, uh, like the players are kind of saying like, "Hey, we get paid shit wages," you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Well, no one really pays attention to that because they are still professionals, but everyone thinks they get paid a lot." They really don't. The minimum. Uh, go look up the minimum salary for NWSL. It's a joke. It is a joke. Uh, even the max salary is kind of a joke. It should what be a lot it? higher. It's like forty six. No, no. What's Ooh. the min? The min is like twelve. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. That's, that's awful. Really that is you awful. Could go get, you could uh, you go to a part time job and get more money. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of people have side gigs. Yeah. During, you know, like they get paid for those nine months and then they they get a full time job. Yeah. One I of made, these I days, I that when I was like sixteen. Yeah. Right. One of one of these days, we are going to call up an Uber or a Lyft, and it's going to be 
uh, Courage or an NCFC backup I, player. I, I, I would hate but, that. But, like, you know, I would I would hope that, that our team takes care of our players. We just don't know. We just don't know because the NWSL and USL loves to not talk about salaries. But, I mean, we do know at least what the minimum is for NWSL, and that's embarrassing for yes. the, for that league. They need to do better. Um, find that money. Get a get a sponsor. Get, 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 get more from Lifetime. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, Justin also asked, if you could eliminate one rule, what would you choose? Uh, the minimum salary. Yeah, the minimum, <laughs> yeah. Salary. minimum salary rule. <laughs> and max salary, honestly. Or just bring up the minimum yeah, salary. Raise, raise, raise the, the minimum. minimum. Raise the minimum. Uh, and then get rid of offside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. pen- penalty kicks from uh, half. Mi- oh, half you're from going MLS. Twenty-five second shot clock. Americans, let's not pretend like we're trying to be European soccer. Let's have some fun with it. Um, I thought Ooh, that was. Have a you great. seen those penalty yeah, kicks from MLS? Oh man! Oh my god! Really, Good times. I loved it. Good I loved times. It. Hey, I'm, I'm with Chuck on this. Thank one. you. Chuck. Thank you. I loved it. Moving on. <laughs> Scott asks, any growth concern about or, or any growing concern about Sam Ewis' status? It's not being talked about, but the pl- but the no. team also looks fine without well, her. Well, we yeah. we're talking about it a little bit, and, and yeah, it has to be a week. concern given what she brings to the and, midfield, and that she's never missed a game, uh, at least for a number of years. I think I read somewhere this is going to be the first game she's missed in the WSL. I could be wrong about that, or at least one of the few that she's missed. Having her back would obviously be incredibly helpful but when you have denise o'sullivan and you have dabinia and when you have (laughs) a veteran presence like meredith speck there in the middle who can fill in Mm -hmm. then you know we could we could trudge along for certainly for uh, a month or so without sam mewis if we had to yeah i don't think i think even paul's kind of alluded to we're not really rushing to bring her back she's out for the next five or six games He, he seems confident about her injury not being a factor. So, um, it, uh, Simon also, or Scott also asked, is there much to take away from NCFC's first game? I think it's going to be a process and we should exercise patience. Uh, you're preaching so. to the converted. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like, uh, it really we, is. we lost, but that, we played amazing. I was, just, I, I feel like, yeah, yeah like I said on the Facebook group, just chill. Chill. We've played one game, like, 90 minutes. We, we played a really right good now. game no. No. against a really good team. Trust the process. Trust the, pro- trust the process. There you trust go. Trust the process. There, there, there is a basketball go. guy come out with trust the process. I'd say ask this question again halfway through the season. Yeah. After 10 games, you'll After know exactly games. where where we are. Yes. That's generally how it goes in every league. Um, at KBlock on Twitter asked, is there a creative jeer, cheer, or chant you want to incorporate into the sports section rotation or alternatively a prop, sign, or banner? So I want to add to that. And yeah. me, so me and Josh Dellinger are both like, really big on euro soccer support like we were very influenced by ultra stuff like he did a lot of that with, for port city firm we're both timbers fans we see that a lot and we gravitate to a lot of european teams that do the same and we saw someone who had a single person tifo i love those we absolutely need more of those i mean not just like the i mean and i love like the player the big heads those yeah, are fun yeah. like anything that Obviously, scarves and flags are amazing. We want to always be showing those and TIFOs before and after games, yes. But that individual TIFO, like, I, I don't know who you were, but absolutely uh-huh. shout out to you. It was you. the raise up one, right? Yes. Yeah, I love, I love that. I, I, if we could more do of more that. of those. Yeah. Because you don't have to have a TIFO every week. But no. if you had, like, You could have the same one those, every week. Yeah, if you had, like, 20 of those little two-stick oh, yeah, individual yeah. Put ones. Put it up at the, t- at yeah. the start of the second half or have it doesn't fun. have to you hold up do the whole it, time. You can do it anytime yeah. really because they're literally like 
yeah. this big. Like, yeah, they're, they're small. They're, they're, they're yeah, small right. one person tea yeah, size. Yeah, you get literally it takes like one person to make it, yeah. and you do. Someone could do it at home. By yeah, themselves. and another thing, and I, I I echo this a lot from Ryan. Um, if you want to see something happen, just, do it. Just try. It. I mean, do like it. obviously not when it's something that's like gonna push buttons, but when it comes to like cheering, supporting, like that's one of the best things when it starts organically. Like obviously we have the capo stand to start chants when everyone's feeling down or something. But if someone just all of a sudden starts singing the quiet riot chant, like get, go along with it. If you yeah. hear someone start a chant, go with it. Yeah. Like I mean, that's you, what we do in our stands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kbach also asked, "What's the consensus on kazoos? Because they're really cheap to buy in bulk online." <laughs> Actually, no, uh, no, no, no. I would have no. said yes because I saw like Section Three Twenty Eight do it one time at a Kane's right. game, and yeah. it was fun. But for us, we can. I think we can, we don't have to do. It that. would be annoying. No. Very quick. That's like that's the Vuvuzela. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right, no, because right, right. you just uh, you have that buzz in the stands, and it's just it just keeps it's annoying buzzing to yeah. for that yeah, long. It's like, if I have to blow it, if Although, I blow it, and it annoys my like I annoy myself with it, I'm like, wow, how is nobody <laughs> punching me right now? Although to be fair, <laughs> I think that's a great idea for us to take with us on an away day oh, to Charlotte. Day. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Don't give Come it away. on, give it. A, uh, well, I don't. They'll take it away, and I won't care. Yeah, that's fine. Take it away, please. Please take my kazoo. Take my kazoo, take please. My kazoo. I'm I annoying have five myself. In my pocket. <laughs> I'm annoying you so much. I'm annoying myself. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to give a shout out to Christian in the stands towards the very end when we were already down three one. Said uh, he he was he was talking shit to Cody the the Tampa keeper. He said, "Cody, you have bad credit." <laughs> <laughs> I love those kind of things. It's like. I'm gonna take your mom out to a nice dinner and right? make her pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's things like that where like I'm sure for a split second he went, No, I don't. Fuck <laughs> fuck you. Like like, like just have it is seven forty. I just I just wanna get like a for whole a sheet of like minor inconveniences. Like I yeah. hope you always step on a Lego. Yeah. Or you bump yeah, you I heard bump that it. actually. <laughs> that <was> me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you always bump your knee against the edge of the table when you're walking to the bathroom in the middle of the night. It's just those little yeah. things. Oh yeah. yeah. I hope you work at a Fridays that's always busy on Fridays and you never get off Fridays. <laughs> Oh, that was great. That was great. So Jackson also asked, is it good that we were getting some of our harder games out of the way earlier this season home, Tampa? Yes. 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 Absolutely. But like I also said, would it be nice, sir, if we were peaking while playing them? Yeah. Yes. Those those would be... But then you get to peak against Toronto. So then... Well, it feels like a waste, though. You know, like like to steal points away from quality opponents is always better than kind of getting three points against a team you're supposed to beat. Counterpoint, does winning by four goals feel like a waste if you're peaking against somebody. I mean, yeah, if we sink in like six or seven past Ottawa and help with that goal differential, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Uh, and and I know goal differential is going to come into play at some point because the Eastern oh, yeah. Conference is going to be stacked. hard. Goal differential, I think, we, will make the biggest difference. It's yeah. stacked, but we don't even have St. Louis right. in our conference. That's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's right. the They're crazy part. Yeah. yeah, I hate that. I hate that. They should, they should be Eastern Conference. That'd be fun. Yeah. But you had to push somebody to the West when we came in and yeah. when... Yeah, it was going to be St. Louis. Yeah. 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 Um, Jackson also... Put them in the West. It's like, you're so... You're they the NFL has done, done that. Why not? Yeah, that's right. Um, Jackson also asked, did you guys think that the offensive flowed better once Rios uh, came into the game? It got better. It, it was, was already better. flowing, but it got better. It got better. I think, I think it was more good. just changing up the option more than... Yeah. 
we needed this the whole game kind of feel. Yeah, but he came in, and then 45 seconds later, he had a, ch- a shot on Should goal. Yeah. So goal, I was yeah. like, oh. It changed the pace. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Like, I like this kid. Like, yeah. let's keep him. So um, that'll do it for this episode. Um, so thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we are, of course, brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company and the Beautiful Game Network. I always forget to say it at the beginning of the podcast, and I'm so sorry. Um, also, friends of the pod, SoccerAndSweetTea.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Six Point Weekend, and please leave a review of us on iTunes. It makes us feel better, and that should be the only reason that you do it. Um, yeah, I'm sensitive, guys. Please. Yeah, so, please. Please. Um, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll see you next week, hopefully after a six-point weekend. Hopefully. Bye.